Hey listeners, this is Daniel. And this is Brett. And we're here to uh, give you a little editor's note. Um, We wanted to introduce you to our next book for the month of May. You know, you would think uh, we are good enough at podcasting at this point to let you know <laughs> on time on time when these books are coming out, but we will do an editor's note to let you know. So we are reading uh, When the Stars Go Dark by Paula McLean as our third book of the series. It is a detective mystery, and we're going to be doing chapters 1 through 17 for our first episode. 1 through 17, and uh, we can't wait to read along with you guys and talk to you about it. This one, this book actually just came out, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, just came out like 10 days ago. Yeah, so this is big. We're on the cutting edge. We're getting ahead. We're getting ahead. <laughs> so you can actually read along with us because yeah. this is a brand new book. Yeah. So uh, join us in the month of May as we read When the Stars Go Dark by Paul McLean. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we... Cannot tell you enough how much we appreciate it, and uh, we hope you enjoy the episode. What is that? That's home improvement. Do it again. Not the bump part. Yeah, that. Well, that was way better. Yeah. What did I do? That's home improvement, right? How did you do it? Yeah, yours is so good. You gotta go high at the end. Is that better? How's that? Okay. Hey there, lovely listeners, and thank you for joining us once again uh, at the podcasting tent. I'm your co-host, Parker Moon. I'm your other co-host, Brett Urban. I'm a proud owner of Shrek 2 on DVD, Daniel Phillips. And we're a weekly book club podcast. We go over one book a month. Uh, This month we've been discussing uh, Beach Read by Emily Henry, and this is the final week of that um, book. Part four. Part four. Chapters, what are they? 23 23 through 28. Through 28. Nice. Nice, Brett. We finished two books. We've done it. We've done it. We've Second done it again. Yeah. Should we retire now? I think so. While we're ahead. Are we ahead? I don't think we're, we're ahead. On top. Are we ahead? I don't think we're Are we we're on top? Um, I think we're buried under a lot of podcasts. Other good podcasts. <laughs> we're, so I like to think of us as we're a seedling that's in the podcasting soil that others have planted. But are we being watered? We're going to sprout and grow much like a weed in a field of beautiful flowers we're going to force our way up and become a good podcast, whether you <laughs> and, like it or not. And turn into a beautiful flower like weeds do. Like crabgrass. <laughs> Are we going to parasite off of other popular plants slash yeah. podcasts? We're going to suck away from other good podcasts and, uh, you know, grow and become... Invade their root system. We're the bad boys of podcasts. And by that mean we're really bad at podcasting. We're the podcast that you just can't quite kill, even though you want to. <laughs> every season, we come back. Oh. You think, not again, but here we are. Here we are, every spring. Every week, every Tuesday. You pray to whatever God you believe in that we never return, but <laughs> guess what? Well, thanks, guys, for joining me under the under Brett's podcasting tent in his apartment. Yeah. The tent is holding up well. Nicely. I had to take it down so maintenance wouldn't think I was a weirdo. <laughs> it is tucked away in the corner. It is. It looks weird 
if you From don't know what we do inside of it, <laughs> I don't know if we know what we do. It looks weird to me. Some, sometimes I walk point. out of my room and I see it. and I'm like, what goes on behind that? Sometimes I walk into the tent at 6 p.m. and then I leave the tent at 6 a.m. the next day. And and you, never, I don't, you don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. It got too wild in there. <laughs> yeah. Too much podcast. Yeah. Uh, short stories. Yeah. Let's do that. You want to go first? Sure. I'll go first. Yeah. Um, so lead my, us into short stories. <laughs> uh, but me and my wife have been playing a video game together. Uh, it was on sale on the Nintendo Switch store, and she bought it because she loves Lego video games. And we're playing it's it's DC's Lego Super Villains, uh, and it's very fun. It's a really light-hearted, you know, good two-player game. Um, you play through a colorful cast of supervillains like the Joker and Harley Quinn and Lex Luthor. But the, the voice cast is actually incredibly talented. You've got like Mark Hamill is the Joker. Um, uh, uh, it's like Gray Delisle and Tara Strong um, are the main, like a lot of, I mean, they're, they're very, very popular. Gray voice. Delisle known for voice Big acting. One. What? Like she's known for like a million roles. The cool one. There's a million, literally a DC million supervillains. She was Azula. Yeah, Azula. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. cool one. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's probably a lot of cool yeah. There's like so. Yeah, she's, she's in like so two hundred things. She's also Vicky. Yeah, she's Vicky. She's um. She's super cool. She's in DC supervillains. <laughs> super okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I, not Mark Harmon. It might be Mark Harmon who voices Superman. The guy from NCIS. Um, who's the, the yeah? He's he's a Mark. Har- he's a Superman voice actor. The voice actor for Batman, who's done more voice acting for Batman than any other person. I think it's uh, oh, this is um, so sad. I should know this. Uh, I know what you're talking about um, George Clooney. <laughs> Michael Keaton. No. Okay. Uh, well, Christian Adam West. Bale. No, I, I feel was, really bad because he's like my he's a great Batman he's voice actor. He, I mean, he's one of my favorite voice actors for Batman, and I can't think of his name. His so name this is, is a great dishonor. But that's cool. Do you like uh, Do you like Lego games in general? Because there's a ton of them. Yeah, there's a ton of them. Me and Maddie have played a couple of them together. Mostly the superhero ones. For They're some co-op games. Yeah, they are. Like we yeah. played we played the Star Wars ones. We played uh, a Marvel one, another Batman one. Um, but yeah, it's a good time. It's been a lot of fun. And we've probably spent way too many nights where, like, she'll get home from work. And since I work, you know, at home alone all day, we're just like, we, she gets home and we like, make dinner. And then we look at each other, we're like, so Lego time. And then we play Lego for like four hours. And nice. it's been a really unproductive week in that regard. Uh, but it's otherwise, fun, it's been really nice. It's a and good time. I love playing dumb video games with my wife. Nice. nice. Sounds yeah. Like a good week. Tell me about your week, Brett. Or your short story. I don't know what's going on. What you got? Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy is the actor. Thank you. Yeah, that's Batman. You know him from every Batman animated thing ever. Like the Justice League, Batman animated series, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And DC supervillains. And DC Lego DC. Lego DC supervillains. Thank you. So what's going on? So Brett, tell, <laughs> me about, tell me about your short story. Mine has to do with DC in the sense that it has to do with Batman. The one and only. Do you guys know who Batman is? I'm a fan. I've met him once or twice. Fan of Batman? Yeah. Bat fan. Bat, you're a bat fan. Yeah. Um, we did not talk about this as because Parker's was also about DC stuff. Uh, that just happened to be that we have similar short stories. That so is... this is a DC... This is a DC... <laughs> DC-sponsored episode. Yeah, yeah. Come at us. 
Marvel, where you at? We'll do ones about you too. Um, so mine's about the DC or the Batman movies, and it's more. So I was listening to this podcast called Blank Check Podcast. They mm-hmm. just like a movie podcast where they do like behind the scenes. They talk about certain directors and all of the movies that they've done. And this one was about Tim Burton and his Batman movie, which was from like the 80s, like 1989. It's the one with Jack Nicholson where he's the Joker. Never once knew it was him that made that movie. It's like super, it's like one of the most popular all time just because it's like really kooky and just like really, really cool. Um, But they were talking about the movies and actually they were talking about the story behind the Batman movies and that there's these two guys so Warner Brothers, who is a major like production company who does all like Justice League and all those movies, they don't actually own Batman. Hmm. They don't own the rights to put Batman on film. It's owned by these two guys who bought it from DC in like the 80s. That's so wild. And it's a crazy deal because so it's these two guys, one, it's, their names are Melnicker and Olson. Olson. Uh, one of them was like is accredited as being the first ever professor to have like a comic book folklore class in an American university. Like he was the first one to ever do it. That's cool. Um, and he's like written a couple books and stuff. But basically, they bought the rights. They signed because at the time nobody wanted to touch Batman as far as like like movies go. He was just kind of an unpopular. Pro- I guess at the time this sure. was in like the 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 early eighties, like seventies. Yeah. So they bought the rights to put Batman in film, and it's in perpetuity. They made some kind of like crazy deal that you could never make today where they own the rights to, and they own some TV rights, like, I don't know specific ones, but they mainly own like animated and feature films. So any Batman movie, there's been like 40 of them since then that you've seen, they're always listed as executive producers and they get paid for every single one of them. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. Like hundreds of thousands of dollars every time they make a movie a, for doing nothing just because they investment. own the rights, right? Yeah. yeah, it's just, I just thought it was a really cool story. Yeah, that's, that's cool. nuts. Sorry, no, Dan? No, you're good. So yeah, uh, I, I hate to upset you guys, but my story um, does not involve Batman. Um, I wish it did, but... I I'm, wish it did too, Dan. Sorry, I... I missed the memo, I guess. that is that why you two are both I wearing... handed you a memo when you walked in today. <laughs> is that why you're both wearing Batman costumes? Yeah, obviously. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Um, mine does not next, have to deal with... Next week. Yeah, I got you. With Batman. Um, but I don't really have a short story, so I thought it would be fun to just talk about the books that I have read other than Beach Read while we've been reading Beach Read. And so um, I read Four Winds by Kristen Hanna. And nice. um, she wrote The Great Alone, which people really loved. Uh, Four Winds is like Dust Bowl era historical fiction. Uh, pretty sad book near the end, but really like triumphant, uh, big like mother-daughter story, uh, which I thought was cool. Uh, I read Murder on the Orient Express, which was my very first Agatha Christie novel. Nice. I've yeah. never read Agatha Christie before. Um, and I recently got a Kindle with Libby, so I like put a hold on like yeah. ten Agatha Christie oh, novels. Nice. So nice. I'm gonna That's fly a really through good those. idea. Yeah, yeah. That. I've I've filled out my hold list on Libby. Um, and then I read Just Mercy, which was a super sad book. Um, just 
Uh, if you don't know what Just Mercy is, there was a recent movie with Michael B. Jordan um, on it, but it's a African-American lawyer in Alabama who creates a company where he um, tries to defend uh, prisoners that are on death row. Okay. And so there's just a lot of stories in there about people getting unjustly put on death row, and he defends um, um, African-Americans that's like what the company is for mm-hmm. um but there's just a lot of stories in there about like kids being put on death row because of just really minor things and it's a really sad book but it's also just pretty eye-opening to mm-hmm. the justice system because yeah. it can be not great sometimes Yikes. um but really good i highly recommend it and then probably my favorite book that i read since we started Beatrice. i actually think i may have talked about this on a hank green episode as well uh, but I read Circe, which is mm-hmm. a um, retelling of, it's like a Greek mythology retelling of Circe, who was a character also in the Odyssey. So it's almost Odyssey-esque, but from Circe's point of view, yeah, um, which is really cool. And just kind of like a wild book. There's some really weird stuff. That I've happens. only heard good things. Like that one in Song of Achilles. Song of Achilles yeah. is her other book. So that one's by Madeline Miller. Um, and I have not read Song of Achilles yet, but I really want to. That was her first book. Um, but yeah, I read those those four books while nice. we've been doing Beach Read. And they're all really good. And I have started um I started something today. I downloaded something on Libby today. I, hope I think it's it was ba- an, I hope it's Batman related. It's not Batman related. I think I Better got another Death of the Nile. Death oh, on the Nile. Yeah. I think another yeah. Agatha Christie novel. Yeah. Yeah, I guess a Christie movie is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they're I making a movie. I watched it on Netflix. Um, uh, by downloading that. She's a big director, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I started um, the second Mistborn book because I read Mistborn. Is uh, that a, a Jason back. Bourne yeah. sequel? Yeah, it's Ms. the prequel. <laughs> it's the prequel. <laughs> I prequel like Mistborn. The Bourne Ultimatum. Nice, nice. Um, but I started that, which is another Brandon Sanderson book. So, yeah, there's my update on what I've been reading. Nice. That sounds a lot more productive than my Batman research. Hey, that's all right. My Batman Lego playing. (laughs) Hey, I don't know. You're getting all those achievements. There's a lot of achievement achievements. Achievements. In those Batman games. Oh, there's a lot of stuff to do in those Lego games. A lot of hard work. Hey, props to you, Parker. You've done a lot of hard work. It's been a rough week. You and you and Maddie have done a lot of work. We're we're putting in the hours. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Hey. Good work. Thank you. (laughs) Unsung heroes. That's my that's my week. That's my short story. Parker, would you like to give us a beach read recap for the final episode of Beach the Read? Last the beach last beach recap ever. And then and then my my responsibility of recap is no longer on my shoulders. It's then it's right back to Dan. Okay, I'll take it again. <laughs> oh, thank God. Uh yes, let's blow through this recap and I'm gonna be quick. Gotta be quick. Man says it every time. <laughs> I know, I just He's going for the record. You can do it. Here we go. Okay. And stop. Watch it started. Okay. So Gus in January have Guinness more sex. Is, Guinness is waiting in the next room. I'm trying to go quick. I'm just telling you, Guinness is okay. in the next room. All right. Ready? This yeah. hasn't started yet. Ready? Now. Gus and January have more sex. This time there's more romance. It's not just about the like. Explosive. And that's the end of the recap. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, it's not just about like the physical attraction. Um, and they both admit to each other about how extremely happy they are with each other. Uh, Gus said that he never wanted January to see the world as how he sees it um, and that her way of viewing the world is is this like gift and, and he didn't really ever want their bet to play out to where she saw the world in the negative light that he does. 
Um, this turns into them uh, being very romantic, them having a lot of nights together. They can't stop thinking about each other. They're not really able to focus on the writing, so they have to start like really trying to buckle down and focus on writing. Um, uh, January and Gus start um, publicly being a couple, which is, is really sweet. They mm-hmm. are... Um, going around town, they, uh, you know, are holding hands and then they Show go to, offs. yeah, exactly. <laughs> PDA. <laughs> um, they go to Pete and Maggie's and have a wonderful scene. Um, it's on Pete and Maggie's anniversary and, uh, they, you know, they're just enjoying, you know, the company with Pete and Maggie. It's a very sweet, like family moment. Um, and, and that, I mean, that was probably my favorite little bit of this yeah. whole section. Um, Cause it's also January's birthday. Yes, it's it's the great yeah January thirteenth is that right? It's yes. the greatest day is what they they keep day. saying. Um, and then they go skinny dip in the ocean and tell each other they love each other. And it's is it in the lake? Or sorry, it's the it's the lake on the beach. Sorry, oh, whenever I think sorry. beach, I think ocean. But no, you're yeah. right. It's Lake Michigan. Sorry, no, I no, was good. Worried. No, good. <laughs> I... Yeah, you didn't know about the when they yeah. jump to the ocean. Uh, I missed um, that part. Yes. Yeah, so then uh, January finishes her book draft uh, after they you know really focus on it. Um, and they go to a book signing for their old books at Pete's, um, and things are going really well. It seems like, you know, everything's wonderful. And then sure enough, Naomi walks in, uh, Gus's ex-wife and they, they go through the motions, but January just kind of feels this, you know, everything falling apart. Yeah. She feels like, you know, everything that she's worked towards is going to be ripped away. And she feels this like mixed, complicated feelings because, she also realizes that like her dad was married and then he had this side relationship and so she kind of has this insecurity about is she just the side relationship and you know and Gus's bigger story with Naomi. Um anyways, so they kind of go their separate ways while Gus is going to handle that situation. Uh and this you know makes January spiral into a lot of bad feelings as she's walking home. Who does she see on her doorstep but Sonia, her dad's mistress, who wants to explain everything. January's not feeling it, but finally Sonia breaks through and says, just let me explain. It's what your dad would want. Um, and she she finally reads her dad's letters. And this is probably the biggest uh, like climax moment in the book. I agree. Um, she starts her dad's letters. She, he had written them every day, since, like one every day on her birthday since she was born. Um, and it's really sweet. It's really tender. Um, it It you know, kind of shows this conflicting stuff about like how, you know, he's imperfect and he made so many mistakes, but he wanted January to at least know the truth and let her decide for herself if, um, if that would be, you know, what their relationship would look like after, after he knew the whole truth. And of course he was writing this before he knew that he was going to die. Um, he didn't even know he was going to die. I'm pretty sure it was a surprise to, you know, a sudden death. So, um, so this is obviously very emotional. Um, she weighs her feelings and kind of has to deal with this turmoil of loving someone and also feeling pain from someone, which I think is a very nuanced uh, uh, discussion. Um, and then uh, after she gets done reading the letters, she reaches out to both uh, Shadi and her mom and basically just like says, I love you both and I need you. She's, she specifically tells Shadi, like, I need you. Um, and the chatty drops everything and comes to January to take care of her. They have some sweet moments where they're cleaning up the house. They're, she's taking care of January. She's making sure that she's okay. They talk about their mutual loves at the time and they reconnect and it's really sweet and fun. Um, and then Shadi says, like, I, I have a feeling that you and Gus are going to work out. 
Um, sure enough, uh, Gus comes back. They dance in the rain. They have this sweet moment where he, you know, he expresses his feelings towards her and says, you know, he doesn't want to live in this world where he's not good enough. And he knows that January sees him and, and loves him and says that he's good enough. Um, they dance in the rain, which is something that, you know, he had made jokes about the whole time about being this like lovey trope thing. Uh, it's, it's wonderful. Um, then, uh, they do a nine months later chapter where, uh, it's, it's his birthday, but instead of a big party, they decided to read each other's books, the books that have now been published. Uh, they spend all day together, they read, and at the end of the day, they go in for, into the house, and sure enough, Gus has a surprise party waiting for her with her family and friends, their closest family and friends, and he proposes to her, and, uh, that pretty much wraps up the book. That's Beach Read. That's Beach Read. So it was a very nice bow on the end of that story, and Gus and relationship are, are happy. Nice. That was a pretty good recap. Are we jumping straight into questions? I have a question to ask, just or do we add some, anything some else? Some open discussion. Yeah, discussion. Let's let's talk. What do y'all I'm think gonna, about the I'm chapters? Going, you got your I'm question? going deep right off the bat. Okay. Watch it at me. Do you think her dad is a good person? Wow. <laughs> That's heavy. <laughs> is this too heavy? No. <laughs> I think, okay. Um, I think he's portrayed to be one. Did did the did the letters make if, you feel any different about him than you did before? Before, obviously, like when January was younger, I did. Um, I think the book portrays him to be like understood in mm-hmm. his actions. I would still be very upset and would right. probably still have a hard time forgiving. Oh yeah, forgiving that. Yeah. He's so he's, I in my eye, if I put myself in her position, I would still say no. I think he's it. You really have to understand. I think they emphasize because I was expecting some moment where it was all explained, like in something would explain. But it's interesting that Emily, instead of that, just said, "Oh no, wait!" Like he's she just shows his humanity. Like he is a flawed person. He's pretty much what you. There was no misunderstanding. Right, exactly. He was just. It was, and he even I think even admits it that it was just like weakness in the moment of like i was he explained himself he said you know at least he admitted it yeah like you have to give not saying that he deserves credit but like he 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 admitted it but he did very 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 selfishly break the heart of two women yeah and I don't like what he did to Sonya so, because that's also messed up. Yeah, like, yeah, he a, <laughs> totally screwed her over. Yeah, There's a point where I like, thought really we, badly. we didn't have the whole picture when Sonya yeah. was like, we were, like, he was my first boyfriend, he was my first yeah. kiss. And then the same thing in the letters, it was like, here's Sonya, she was my first girlfriend, she yeah. was my first kiss. I'm like, all right, we're about to get yeah. something, like a piece of the puzzle that's not yeah. been there before. And then it was very much like, I cheated on your mom. And, like, yeah. that was the piece of the puzzle. <laughs> and then it's also, like, does it make you feel Does it make you feel worse about him that he also treated Sonya very expendably? Yeah. yeah. Like, that was really crap. Even though, like, it's weird because it's within an affair that he's doing it. But, like, you're almost like, hey, if you're yeah. in an affair, at least treat the person, like, I don't It sounds weird. but I, like, I get what you're coming from. Show the other person respect as well and sonia also again i honestly i feel better about her 
motives. There, yeah, she's yeah. still also somewhat like she knew, but right. she also he told her they were separated. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that. It's an age old argument, but still, like I think she sort of also knew, but she was just in love. Yeah. Right. But like I also I do feel worse for her now because so if if you had to put it yes or no, I would say no. Yeah, I think he deeply wounded all three of them. Yeah. Um, January and and uh, January's mother in a way that, at like, in, in selfishness and cowardice of, like, facing exactly. the fact of, of losing his wife and cancer and all this stuff, he chose to have a temporary fix to make himself right. feel better. Exactly. And choose his, like, his feelings over his wife who had cancer, yeah. his young daughter, and this other woman right. who he was essentially leading on. Yeah. Um, it is a it is a really bad thing that he did. Yeah. I think Emily like, Henry really does a bad. good job of humanizing him. Yeah. And, and and I like that she left it as like, hey, this is the story. Right. You know what happened. She, you know, like he wasn't like actively choosing to cheat on her until right. his death and stuff like that. But he did those things. Um, and I think... I don't know that the question ought to be like, should the audience forgive him? Or I, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily the point. So I think. Well, January never really. She just said she her big realization is this whole time I've been mad about stuff. But the core of it is that I love my dad and I miss him. Yeah. Like no matter what he did. Right. Still her dad. She still loves him for like the good the good stuff. She obviously isn't going to let go of the fact that he was. He made mi- incredibly huge mistakes yeah. and like ruined a lot of people's like lives for at yeah. least a, some portion of their lives. Right. So including her own, but she still realizes that she does love him in his yeah. flaws. I, I think, I think so. my takeaway from this book, what I think that she was trying to, the message that the moral that she was trying to hit home with is that life is messy and there is some yeah. pain that we can't make sense of, yeah. but we should choose to continue to love and continue to try to separate that nuanced emotion of the pain of our past and the love we have going forward and how we take away from that past and how that shapes us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I love January and I love what she did with and how she reacted to everything. I think it was very human and very real and very nuanced um that's yeah that's my thoughts on it i don't know that her dad is necessarily a, a i yeah. would say a good person but oh yeah no yeah. I, I, I just I, think that he made some really really bad mistakes yes agreed do you have a favorite part in the book as a whole probably anything with pete i, I really like pete and maggie a pete lot. maggie are cool because there's so much like anxiety in the last like half of the book anytime gus and january were together yeah that it was just like you're just like any like and i don't mean to sound bad but like a a breath of fresh air anytime pete and maggie were around and like happy and stuff because it almost signaled like there was you know the section where at the barbecue was tense for under like there was an underlining but tension they, they between, still were just like yeah they the were pool, still delightful like, out. Yeah. yeah so i think i like them a lot because of all the anxiety with January and Gus. Mine's, for, mine's honestly pretty similar. Um, just like, because I agreed that... Was it shoddy stuff? Yeah. yeah. When shoddy came to visit and she yeah, just I like forced shoddy. her to clean and like 
She was like, yeah, like, really healthy. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, in every step of the way, she was like, oh, yeah, this is actually what I needed. Like, like I sh- that, that this whole time, favorite. I should have been doing this. That was yeah. my favorite part. Friends supporting friends and loving each other and books is one of my favorite things. So, yeah, yeah I, agree, I agree with that. And she showed up with, like, a massive bag. Yeah. <laughs> which I, in my head was like she had planned to stay yeah. for like a long time yeah. and she even though this whole time she'd been saying like yeah I'm gonna try and get up there whenever yeah, I can like all of a sudden she was like I need you and she's like on the next train that was my favorite like, part yeah um, I'd say my favorite portion of the book is probably the first third actually because I'm a big sucker for like the, the start of a yeah like the start of a romance and the start like the, the, the slow build yeah. and like the um I wouldn't say like enemies to lovers because I don't think they were truly ever enemies, but I really liked their kind of like witty banter and catty flirting yeah. at the start. Yeah. Um. And and of course, I mean, I I enjoyed the rest of it, but I'd say the first third was probably my my favorite part of the book. Nice. Okay, so I have a game, and it's uh one going to show how incompetent we are, and two make Emily Henry seem even more talented. Okay. Um, I want to popcorn style with you two idiots create a a a synopsis, a framework of what we think a good rom com would be. Okay. Yeah. Um, do we say one word each because that sounds like a nightmare, or do we say a sentence? No, no, yeah, like we'll just build off each other. We'll just yeah, we'll just yeah, we're just gonna we'll like treat this as like we're three are writing a book. Also, before we start, TM TM TM. Yeah, no one. Yeah, good call. This is this is. Our work. Yeah. Audience members, if you if you steal this idea oh and write gosh. a big award-winning book, I at least expect like... A subscription to this podcast. Yeah. You better subscribe <laughs> to the podcast at least. That's the bare minimum you could do. Donate to our Patreon. Cool. We don't have one of those. I when wanna, we get a Patreon, donate to it. I want to start because that sounds really easy to start. Oh, oh. oh. Okay. Well, okay. First... Big shout out okay. campus over uh-huh. here. All right. Uh, Give me the name of the leading man. We're also on Jesse. A, we're also Je- in a Jesse. team here. We're Jesse. On a, we're on a I've team. already thought. I've already thought of both character names. Oh, okay. Then give me the lead. Okay, who February. are our characters? Jess and February. Jesse. Jesse and Jess. <laughs> okay, where's the setting, Brett? North Shore Bear Lake, Michigan. No, boo. <laughs> setting. Okay, give me another setting, Brett. Panama Beach, Florida. <laughs> okay. Panama Beach, Florida. No, wait. no wait. Oh, Okay, thank God. <laughs> Give me a setting. Daytona Beach, Florida. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay. <laughs> no, wait. No, wait. No, wait. No, wait. I like Daytona. Is this like a racing themed? No, no this is going to be um, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Okay. I wish I knew anything about Santa Fe, New Mexico, but we're going to roll with it. Okay. The Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon. Okay. <laughs> Um, they meet, uh, because Jesse rolls his ankle while scaling the Grand Canyon. Can you scale the Grand Canyon? You can walk you can up and down. You can hike Canyon. it. I don't think you can He's climb scaling up the Grand Canyon and he rolls his ankle. And they meet. And she's, and she's a helicopter pilot. She's a helicopter who pilot. To, who has to airlift him out. And? They. Pizza. What? No, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> She airlifts him out, okay. and they realize they realize they have the exact same. Don't say parents. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> this could get real don't, bad. Don't say family. They have the don't exact same Teacher. birthday, which happens to be that today. day. Wow, today. So, and so she's like, 
I was on you. I had to be called in on my birthday. She's like, he's like, well, I didn't want this to happen either. This is my birthday. I wanted to climb Mount Everest. This or is, sorry, the Grand Canyon. <laughs> this is my big Grand Canyon climbing adventure. Yeah. They're both upset. And a murder happened at the Grand Canyon on their birthday 20 years ago. Is one of them a detective? No, but one of them's... This is the anniversary okay, of I get where you're going. Yeah, I yeah. Pass it back to me. This year. Okay, so they mention the murder one time, and they say, huh, that's strange, and then it's never discussed <laughs> ever again in the entire book, because that makes no sense. Wait, no, no, oh. okay, but we're playing, we're playing, we're writing together, we're brainstorming, no bad <laughs> ideas, no bad ideas, so there's a murder. We can always retcon like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's no bad ideas, there's a murder, though. Okay, there's a murder that happened on their 20 birthday. years ago. 20 years ago. Are we assuming this is someone they know? This was Jess's they brother. Brother. How old is Jess? How old are they? Well, they're 27 and 26. So Je- Jess's older so, brother, 47-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, no bad ideas. No so bad ideas. Okay. Jess's older so 20 brother. Years ago, what's his name? Frank Pilot. Frank Pilot? Frank Pilot. Oh, it's just her last name, Pilot? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. Jess Pilot, the, <laughs> Jess Pilot, the helicopter pilot. She was destined to become a helicopter pilot. How did Frank Pilot die? Frank Pilot helicopter is accident. still alive? alive. Alive. Wait, there was a murder. Oh, he got murdered? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought he was a murderer. Yeah. I mean, we don't no. know yet. Wait, maybe? We don't know yet. No. I think we have our story. Wait, is this a murder mystery or is this... It's a rom-com. a rom-com. It's a rom-com. Is this a rom-com? It's, it's a rom-com. Anymore. And? And they So is Frank the dead one? Only. Frank Pilot's dead. Frank Pilot's Murdered dead. 20 years ago. Frank Pilot died in a climbing accident where a mysterious man cut the rope at the top <gasps> of the building. Top of the cliff. Oh, I'm, I'm hooked. Jess realizes that the same thing happened to Jesse, but he miraculously survives. <gasps> Jesse, I'm hooked. Wait, this is so good. Wait. Both of them team up to hunt down oh the murderer. They call bench. in their uncle, Hercule Poirot. <laughs> that's an Agatha Christie. Yeah, we can't use that. That we that's an IP. We got to th- think um, of a new a new detective. Herky, no. <laughs> Herky, Herky, Perky, Porcupine Hero, Hero. Okay. Okay. So basically, Jess and Jesse hunt down the mysterious murderer that tried to kill Jesse but failed, and it's connected to the murder of Jess's past. They fall in love in the mix. Okay. This do is, they or do they not? The, no, 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 this is good. the climax of the. No, no, no. We're, we don't want to give it. We don't want to give synopsis. it away. Yeah, this is synopsis. This is synopsis. What is it called? This is where we really hit home. This is where we, this is where we sell it. We're at the book pitch to the book publisher, and this is where we sell it. Hmm. Flight. That's a movie with Denzel Washington. No, 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 no. Okay, help me. We're we're playing around. Uh, uh, climbing, falling in love. Wow, that's pretty good. Falling, because he fell. Falling, for you. Falling, Jess and time. What? Falling, Jess and time. No. I think we have our book. And it's okay. And fall, Wait. okay, falling just in time. Wait, and, no. and there's time travel. Some at some point. No. Yeah, no, no, you no, you got it with the falling just in time. No, I like the falling just in time, but I need more explanation for it. So they have to go back in time to solve the murder. Nope. They find a time machine. Nope. Her helicopter is a time machine. Uh, I thought if this you spin was a rom-com. The, if you spin the propellers back, yes. it is. It's hilarious and romantic. Good. What's, we did it. That's it. Wait. Jess and Jesse and their 
hilarious Uncle Herky Perky go back in time in the helicopter to solve the murder of Jess's brother Frank Pilot. Who's Jess's four, brother, Frank Pilot. Who's 47 years old. Who died 20 years ago yeah. when Jess was seven, seven years old. Seven years old. We did it. That's the book. So back to the actual book that we're reading. So no, wait, but we're on to something. So wait, Time Copter. How do we feel about that? It's fine. Time Copter presents Falling for You, Jess and Time. And it'll be a whole thing where the, the Time series Copter... series of Time Copter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're just making Doctor Who. Well... But with the helicopter. Yeah, so it's different. <laughs> okay. So back to Beach Read. Back to Beach Read. Back to Beach Read. We're back on it. Um, no, we're... I'm done with beat. Next book. Time we're, copter only. We're all, we're all done time, with Beatrice. This is a time so, copter cast. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Give me a review. Give me a review for Beatrice. An honest review for a book that we just read. An honest review for a book that we just read. Okay. Y'all know how I am. I'm not very good at like judging books harshly. Yeah. Um, I give this book a seven and a half hearts. Out of ten hearts. Out of nine hearts. Seven and a half hearts out of nine hearts. I hate your scale so much. Okay. Um, yeah, seven and a half hearts out of nine hearts. Okay. And what I'll say about it is I really liked it. Um, I think that Emily Henry is an incredibly talented author. The, her character writing is her strongest um, points in the book. Like, I, I really thought every character was charming. Um, every, you know how she wrote the dialogue was great. It was witty. It kept me hooked. Um, the one complaint I had, not one, not, it's not a complaint. It's just it, because I felt so strongly about that. I wish she would have given us more of the other characters. Uh, so, and, and Chloe um, reads with Chloe actually sent in an email. Um, so we, I'm tying this in with the fan mail that we got. Um, Thanks Chloe. Thank you, Chloe. Uh, and, and yes, yeah, so, so she essentially said this kind of the same things where, you know, at, at, during the book, she wished she would have seen more of Sonia, um, more of, you know, Shadi and, and some of the other characters. And I think we get glimpses of that, right? We get these like little moments. Um, and of course the book is mostly about January and Gus, right. but give me one or two more chapters with Shadi. Give me, an, give me another chapter to tie up her relationship with her mom. Give me, um, I agree. You know, more of the side characters. Uh, One of my favorite things that Chloe said was, she said, like, what happened to the old guy in his underwear? You know, at the donut shop? Like, that. that's the kind of stuff. They never went back to it. Right. That's the kind of stuff where, like, not not to say you have to flesh out every character. And this was obviously focused on January and Gus. But I think character writing was her strong, like, one of her strongest parts about this book. And personally, I just would have loved to have more characters involved in their story. I think that's fair. Seven and a half hearts out of nine. It's a hearts. really weird scale. Yeah, I it's like gonna to stress out a lot of people. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. I love it. Thanks, Brett. What'd you think? I was kind of along the same lines as Parker. Um, I would, if we're going on convoluted scales, mm-hmm. always. I would give it like six point six one three repeating. Okay. Um, out of bottles of champagne. Ooh. Out of I'm like, uh, it's 8.3 bottles of champagne. Repeating okay. again? Repeating, no. of course. Repeating, of course. Right, yeah. So that's what, I don't even, I don't even know what the first number I said was. But it was, I, I liked it. I liked how human, it. her, mm-hmm. her writing was very, because it felt real, even though at certain points I felt, 
I, it was exhausting, but I can imagine if someone in that situation is also exhausting for them because, you know, every time I would read, read, you know, I haven't been through what January has been through. So every time something happened, I'd be like, no, like you're being cynical. Like just try, like talk to it. It's, it's those situations in movies where you're just like one conversation would fix this. Just yeah. talk yeah. to it. But then, right. But then I have to like back myself up and be like, I've not been in that situation. She has extreme, she's going through extreme trust issues because her dad, who right. was like the shining star of her life, was not what she thought she, he was. So it's like she's going through so much that it's like you kind of, my first reaction is something, but then you kind of have to like step back and be like, well, she's reacting this way because of all the crap that she's gone through. Right. And like her boyfriend abandoned her when she was going through this so that adds on to any kind of like you know things of like issues of trust that she's going through if i was in that situation i would also have trouble trusting someone close to you but so overall like yes i think her writing is very real and yeah. very human and i think it's you know it takes talent to write that way because it's hard i can't imagine i'm sure it was tough to not in the sense that it, like like annoying tough to write it but like right. that's a tough subject to write on and it's hard to write in real life yeah but yeah so so yeah I, I liked it overall but there was parts where i was just like the anxiety of it and tension of it i was just like you know but yeah. again it's real yeah. so it's real there's only so much you can do what are your thoughts daniel uh, my thoughts um i gave it three out of five stars because i'm not a freak like you guys <laughs> Um, boring. Let me, let me break down. Let me break my stars down for you. Okay. All right. Here's my star. Five point five. Uh, three stars is a book that I liked. Okay. It's a okay. good book. I think it's a good book. Yeah. Um, four stars is a book that I. Most of my ratings are four stars. Okay. It's a book that I really like. It gives me everything that I wanted from the book. Five stars is a book that I did not expect to like as much as I did. Is it Above hard to get five? It's hard. I, to get five. I have few five stars. Okay. Um, two and below, I didn't really like it. So I gave this three stars out of five stars. Meets I liked it. Expectations. Meets expectations. It was a good book. Yeah. I would recommend this book to someone yeah. who likes this genre. Mm-hmm. Um, the things I had issues with, um, I wish it were hundred pages longer to get more out of certain character growth. Yeah. And yeah. We, we've all three said it. Um, it's not the point of the book, which like I'm not the writer. I can't write a book like you write what you want to write about, but I. There's a reason I love Shadi's chapter so much, and it's because you don't get that in the book. Right. And I think it's really cool to get that. Right. Um, I, I love Pete and I love Maggie. They're like those are my three favorite characters, and they get probably ten pages in yeah. the entire mm-hmm. book. Um, the the other thing, and this isn't a complaint, but I think it's funny when uh, characters like this, characters are like this in books. Um, Dumbledore is an example of this, mm-hmm. I think. Just like dramatic queens. Yeah. Gus is such a dramatic queen. Would you say melodramatic? Yeah. Like exhausting. Dramatic, whatever you, yeah. whatever you can there think was, of. There was points of melodrama and where I was just There was like, a point where I was like, all right, this is just Gus. But at the very end, I was like, Gus is really annoying at this point when he comes back. And it's like the, like the crescendo of like trumpets blare because like yeah. Gus is there in the rain and he's like teasing like ooh i'm i'm back with Naomi oh, like yeah, uh-oh yeah. like he's driving in his car like oh i'm going to tell her i'm 
I'm like, I've got feelings for someone. Oh, who is it? It's you. I'm like, Gus, like, not the time, man. Like, yeah. just, just, just say tell how her. you feel. I didn't expect a Dumbledore and Gus comparison. Yeah, <laughs> they're, so both, they're both queens. Um, that's not a complaint. That's just Gus as a character. Yeah, but yeah. when it happened, I was like, okay, let's. I think that's why I like Shotty. She came Share in. She was like, feelings. hey, yeah. like, do this. Just do it. We're not getting it. it. Like, get to the, like, don't beat around the bush. You're going to do this right January's now. January is suffering enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. But no, it was a good book. I liked it. Three out of five. I think she writes Joy really well. Oh, yeah. The but yeah the, some of the some of the drama sometimes I was just like okay I just wanted the story to move more like yeah. there's things that I wanted more like it seems like in certain parts it got it got stuck in the mud yeah and then in other parts you're like no I want more of that like Gus's car got stuck in the mud but <laughs> I bet he put it there to yeah. walk in the rain because he's a dramatic queen <laughs> yeah, I could see that yeah um, but the honestly my biggest beef with it I think is I wanted more stuff on the bed. The, oh yeah, because like, the bet kind of got sidelined. Oh, get, I thought it, you said the bed. And I was like, I wanted, okay. more, I wanted more bed okay. stuff. I wanted more bookshelf stuff. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, the um, books. But I wanted, yeah, more stuff on their books because I, like, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a really funny and like we didn't really get anything. They kind of gave. Gus's they kind of yeah. At the very end, they were like, she like read it. They're like by the way, this is what happened. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, ah, yeah, that bet kind of sucked. But now, good book. Yeah, and I. I feel I feel like we should say this every time, but like I'm not a, like Emily Henry did amazing. She wrote a book. I've never written a book. I couldn't yeah. write a book at this level. I don't level. want to fault anyone. Yeah, like I I feel bad for. I don't want anything to sound like. Right. I think we can all confidently say like, that we're ding dongs. Yeah. And we are not. Our the point of our That's podcast is not to brain. ever tell anyone how they should or should not right. enjoy a book. And I think it's a safe space to say. It was a say, very lovely book. And, and I I want to be very honest here. I don't read romance novels. Yeah. And so, like, uh, I this is not a genre I will pick up often, if, yeah. if ever. But all that to say, if we get down the line and we read another romance novel and I'm like five out of five stars – Everyone listening should probably be like, holy crap, that's a really good book. Yeah. Because, like, it's just not what I read. So, I mean, I, it was good. Like, if you don't read romance novels, you'll still probably take something away from this book. And if I give it a 17 out of 22 <laughs> okay. uh, potatoes, then you know that that's a good book. It's, it's something. You idiots. Are you ready? No. Round two? No. Here comes the AR test. No. Buckle down. Parker was the champion last time. Brett. Is it? I want to defend my title. open book? Not open book. Um, uh, wait. For, I, in the age of the pandemic, can nope. we do this over laptops? So no, you I cannot. Can, so, do you have like an eye tracking software? Who <laughs> does? Uh, background on the AR test. When we were kids, we took accelerated reading. And when you read a book, you had to take an AR test to get points for your library in your class. So these two idiots are about to take an AR test. Okay. Here we go. Same I retired from that a long time. Same ago. format. There's went, five questions. I went first last time. Let Brett go first. There's five questions so that if you happen to get a tie, time. there's a tiebreaker question. We're okay. going to go one at a time. Brett, where did January go to college? Easy. She went to uh, Michigan. That's correct. Dang. 
Yep, U of, U of, U of M. M. She U of went M. to U of M. Yeah. Parker. They made a joke in the middle of the I think these are pretty, these are easier. her people from Ohio hating her for going to Michigan. Yeah, U of M. Uh, Parker, what is the name of Pete's book club? Red, <laughs> white, and blue Russians. That is not correct. Would you like to take a second guess? Because you really flew in. <laughs> no, that that's one. actually kind of a tough question because it's something. It's something. It's red. Some red Wait, blank red, white Russian blue and white Russians. No, it's red blank white Russians and blue something like blue. Oh, so okay. they, each of them has no, like a guys. I I fail. All right, red, white Russians. Oh. I thought and it was, blue book club. That's uh, oh, oh red, red is just red is just. Oh, red. I thought there was okay. something after each of them. That makes so much more sense because blue Russian is nothing. Red white. Um, uh, Wait, I didn't realize you said blue Russian. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I mean, it could be food dye. Just how these questions are ordered, too. You're going to get screwed again in a minute. That's so fine. just get ready for it. Yeah. Uh, Brett, Shadi's love interest for most of the book has a ton of vintage. What crap? That's a tough one. Ton of vintage. Oh, they keep her. That's a, it's part of his nickname. Yeah, it's it? part of his nickname. Crap. Do I get it if he doesn't? Sure. Yeah, ton we'll pass of. I know they. His name's like Armand at the very end. <laughs> Not the question. I'm throwing up the, Do I get the five second points? timer. Is it like. Hairbrushes or combs or something? It is not hairbrushes. Over to Parker. Bowler Ton hats? of vintage hats. Yeah. That's correct. All right. Wow. So I guess, I don't know. No Does it go all. back to Brett? Does it go to you? Um, I think it goes to you. Yeah, okay. Um, question number four. This one's tough. We're tied at one and one, right? Yeah. Yes. Gus's phobia is hinted throughout no, the book. Oh, that's easy. What is it? You yeah. know, he has, a, he has a fear of throwing up. Fear of throwing up. Or yeah. throw up. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Two to one. Just All right, Brad. This Brett, has to at least tie. Parker's it. getting fed the easiest. <laughs> yeah, you're getting, this here. one's pretty easy, I think, because it's, it's fresh. Hey, are you handing him money under the table or something? <laughs> um, Brett, how did Gus's book end? Uh, an asteroid hit the planet, and in the so the two people that escaped the cult. Got in a car accident. That's what I was looking because for. they yeah. looked at the asteroid that yeah. was landing. Yeah, it actually didn't hit the planet. It flew yeah. by the planet. A meteor, meteor yeah. distracted yeah. the main characters, and they crashed into a semi. Yeah, classic Gus. Classic, classic. dramatic Queen Gus. Am I right? And he said, classic. "What a good love story." <laughs> we'll we'll leave it at a tie because I don't have another question. All right, cool. We tied. Good tie. I'm Next one and zero and one. That's yeah. how they do scoring, yeah. right? I think yeah. so. It is. Good job. A draw is at the end. Mm. So um, next time, I'll have my victory. You'll you'll get it next time. I'm gonna read extra hard next time. It'll <laughs> be so hard. I'm gonna, <laughs> Stop I'm gonna study. So um, author's note: I bet I could beat you in a time copter AR test. We'll see once we write time copter. Please don't make me write time copter. All right, me and Parker will take all the code. <laughs> yeah, we'll get all. We'll co-write it. And- Go write time copter. We're gonna write a character named Daniel, and he's gonna die first chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Why? He's gonna be the intro to the murderer. Yeah, and yeah. it's like I get cut off. Right. Yeah. You're well. you're Jesse's friend. Oh shoot. Oh, who's who also on killed. the line? Who who got killed? Jesse's twenty year old friend. Yeah. That was also friends with Frank Pilot. Yeah. Um. So author's note this week, um, comes from Beach Read because in the back of Beach Read, Emily Henry writes like. 
discussion questions. Oh, that's great. And she has like basically her own author's note in the back of the book, which is kind of cool. Um, so I just want to toss out, I was going to toss out two discussion questions, Yeah. but I'm just going to do one because Brent actually nailed one on the head earlier, which was, did January's father deserve her forgiveness? Mm. Would you forgive him? So oh, cool. we already discussed that. Good job, Emily Henry, aka Brett. That's right. Nice. It's my pen name. I'm on to you now. And this one, this next one is just it's really short. Name. <laughs> um, uh, what is your perfect beach read? You can name a book or a type of book. Perfect beach Probably read. Anything by Emily Henry. Wink. Wow, nice. Come on our podcast. Oh, I thought you were saying that so we would buy more of your books. <laughs> Yeah, that too. <laughs> I Emily Henry's been on our podcast this whole time. Wow. Nice. Cheeky. Um, yeah. The last time I was at the beach, I read some Agatha Christie Poirot novels. Yeah. Uh, you got Merle and the Orient Express from our library. I, did. So. I, have, to re- I have to return that. Yeah, hey, you should. Um, no, but that's that's probably like a go-to. I like a quick, good mystery. Those are about like 250 pages normally, so yeah. you can turn through them. Yeah, that's my answer. Nice. Do you have a perfect beach read? Something that you just like to read on the beach? Um, any, I don't really have like a specific, just anything, I guess. Anything on hand. That's kind of yeah. all I am. Just whatever I, I'm reading. I probably wouldn't want to read, well, maybe I would want to read something sad on the beach. I don't know. I guess it depends. If I'm like there with friends and stuff, I'd probably read something like relaxed or happy. But if I was there like by myself reading if and yeah. i want to have like an introspective moment i'd probably read something sad nice because it's the beach would be like a great place to just like look up and like stare off into the distance mm-hmm. and like ponder i think so too but it'd also be a great place to just read something happy so you can if your friend's like you can bro out about it come Whenever. surfing with me you can be like be right there bro and like throw down okay. your book and go you know, Brett's got two moods. It's surf, staring surf. off in the distance and pondering, and it's surfing. <laughs> Those are the only two I mean, emotions Brett has. Yeah. That's all you need, right? That's all you need in life. Just get a quick ponder out every morning. Every, and then get, hit the waves every yeah, night. And then hit the, hit the waves. I only surf at night. Oh, <laughs> gosh. By the moon oh, no. with the sharks. Nice. Um, I think mine would probably be like a memoir. Like a memoir or like a historical fiction. So. Is it, it bookmark time? Yeah, let's um let's bookmark it. Do you have any shout outs real quick before we wrap it up? Emily Henry. Emily Henry, you rock. Thanks for writing this book the so we can talk about it. Tattoo is on the table for until we start the next book. Just letting you know. Yep. Just letting you know. It's out there still, ma'am. It's <laughs> ma'am? It's respectful. It was respectful. That was sweet. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. All That's right. All well, yeah, let's bookmark it. Um, uh, special shout out to Maddie Moon, as always, for the wonderful art of our podcast. And a special shout out to Jacob Robinson for the outro and intro music. Thank you. Thank you. We love it. Where can they find us? Yes. Uh, you can find us um, in, in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Under, uh, the, under the tent. Under the podcast tent is one of them. Uh, if you want to find our people, our persons. Um, if you want to find us online, what's that address? No, <laughs> no, I'm not going to dox your apartment. Um, if you want to find us online, you can reach us at Twitter. We're at bookends pod, Instagram, we're bookends underscore with underscore friends, uh, TikTok, we're at bookends with friends. And of course, uh, as always, send in your submissions, your thoughts, your anything you want to, uh, at bookends with friends at gmail.com. 
Uh, that's our email address and that's the best way to reach us. And it's always so fun to hear from you all. We love hearing from you. We want to hear from you more. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your family about your pod about the podcast. Um, tell your tell your baby brother about the podcast. We think you'd really yeah. like it. Yeah. Cool. Let's book a market. Let's book a market there. Let's, let's, I can't ne- speak. Never I'm just forget, book a market there. Never forget the real booka or the marks we made along the way. Is and never a, is that a Mario? <laughs> yeah. And never forget the real beaches were the ones we read along the way. Nice. Did you just call me a beach? Yeah.